0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Friday, October 6th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. To kick off this sweltering October day in Riverside, we can expect the mercury to soar to a high of 97.6 degrees and gently drop to a balmy 69.4 degrees as night falls. But for now, we switch gears and head over to the financial front. Our first story examines resilience and strength in the U.S. job market, even amidst rising headwinds and a forecast of uncertainty. We'll also be discussing a rapidly evolving story, the Biden administration feeling the heat and under strain to restrict U.S.-China collaboration on RISCV chip technology, with national security interests hanging in the balance. Finally, we'll be honoring a beacon of hope and defiance, Narjaz Mohammadi, furthering the cause of women's rights and freedom in Iran has been recognized with the illustrious Nobel Peace Prize. Stay with us for these stories as we delve deeper into the headlines shaping our world today on Alex's News. Our top story of the day revolves around the dynamics in the U.S. job market. Joining us with the intricate details is our expert news reporter, Ethan. Ethan, there's been talk of strong job growth and its potential effects on the U.S. economy recently. Can you break down the current situation for our viewers, please?
1: Absolutely, Grace. The state of the U.S. labor market has been exceptional, to say the least. We have a sturdy job growth situation if we look at the recent reports of employers adding an impressive 336,000 jobs in September. This is quite crucial because robust job growth often indicates an economy's resilience to withstand high interest rates and an unstable outlook.
0: And the job growth rate directly impacts the Federal Reserve's decisions, doesn't it?
1: Yes indeed, Grace. The Federal Reserve uses this data among other benchmarks to make decisions on interest rate hikes. If there's significant job growth, it gives the Federal Reserve a green light on hikes as it means the economy is likely robust enough to handle it.
0: So if we have slower job growth, this could indicate a slowdown in economic activity?
1: Correct. Weaker job growth could be a signal that economic activity is slowing down. However, considering the consistent job gains and low unemployment rates we've seen so far, the U.S. economy looks pretty resilient.
0: But there's also concern about some rising headwinds, correct?
1: Yes, Grace. Rising oil prices and political dysfunction in Washington are indeed potential speed bumps on the road. We're also looking at the looming resumption of student loan repayments, which could impact consumer spending and ripple through various industries.
0: Still, job growth has remained strong. Can you talk about the numbers a bit?
1: Absolutely. Over the past three months, the economy has added an average of 266,000 jobs per month, and the unemployment rate has remained at 3.8%, nearly the lowest level in half a century. While most large industries have reported job additions, it's important to note that wage growth slowed down in September. However, compared to last year, wages have risen by 4.2%.
0: So, could the Federal Reserve possibly hike the interest rates again by the end of the year?
1: That's a very plausible scenario, Grace. Given the current state of the labor market, It's quite likely that the Federal Reserve might consider another interest rate hike. It's worth remembering that the U.S. labor market is a crucial barometer for the economy's underlying strength.
0: Right. It will be interesting to see how these factors continue to come together. Thank you for your insightful analysis, Ethan.
1: My pleasure, Grace.
0: Let's dive into another heated topic, one that seems to light up discussions in the tech world. Our own Chloe Sanders has been following the U.S.-China tech war, which recently brought RISCV chip technology into the spotlight. Tell us more, Chloe.
2: Absolutely, Grace. Here's the deal. According to reports from Reuters, Embedded Computing Design and the Linux Foundation, RISCV is an open instruction set architecture, abbreviated as ESA, that allows chip designers to create their own processors based on a universally accepted set of instructions. Now, because it's open source, RISCV has seen widespread adoption across the globe, including in China.
0: When you say open source, you mean anyone can use and modify the technology, correct?
2: Exactly. This has been a double-edged sword though. On one side, it promotes innovation and collaboration. On the other, it has raised concerns among U.S. lawmakers. They fear that China's advancements in this field could jeopardize national security and potentially undermine American dominance in the tech industry.
0: So how are these fears manifesting themselves in terms of policy decisions?
2: Well, Grace, the Biden administration is facing pressure to restrict American companies from collaborating with Chinese entities on RISCV technology. The goal is to prevent a technology transfer that would benefit China's semiconductor industry, which has been looking to achieve technological self-sufficiency through wide adoption of RISC-V. And
0: what could be the possible implications of such restrictions?
2: Controlling collaboration is a tricky task, Grace. The proposed restrictions will not just influence U.S.-China relationships but affect the global chip industry. Implementing such measures could disrupt global collaboration and slow China's chip self-sufficiency pursuits.
0: But isn't RISCV controlled by a central organization?
2: Indeed, it's overseen by the RISCV Foundation, which is based in Switzerland and encourages the adoption and development of this technology. Both U.S. and Chinese companies participate and contribute to its development. Now, if the Biden administration enforces regulations on U.S. companies' participation in the foundation, it could lead to problematic consequences in how the global chip industry collaborates. This certainly paints a complex
0: picture of the situation. So, with these potential complications and the highly interconnected
2: tech landscape, what's the most
0: prudent way forward?
2: That's the million-dollar question, Grace. What needs to be considered as a balanced and careful approach? The U.S. aims to address national security concerns without stifling innovation and international collaboration. But, the decision is not easy and the possible ramifications should be thoroughly weighed given the increasingly interconnected nature of the global tech landscape. The U.S.-China tech war surrounding RISCV underscores this need for thoughtful consideration.
0: It will be interesting to watch how this unfolds and its impact on the global chip industry. Thank you for that detailed analysis, Chloe.
2: You're welcome, Grace. It's always a pleasure to share these insights with our listeners.
0: Our third story this morning involves Iranian human rights activist Narjaz Mohammadi. She's been awarded the 2022 Nobel Peace Prize for her remarkable work and indefatigable activism. Now we have our specialist correspondent, Ethan, here to shed some light on the situation. Ethan, could you tell us a bit more about Mohammadi and her situation?
1: Absolutely, Grace. Mohammadi has been at the forefront of human rights advocacy in Iran, focusing largely on women's rights and freedom. Despite being imprisoned due to her activism, Mohammadi has been instrumental in organizing and supporting protests against the Iranian government. To give you a sense of her resolve, she has been arrested 13 times, convicted 5, and sentenced to 31 years in prison and 154 lashes. Those are
0: startling numbers Ethan. What has been Mohammadi's main focus during her activism?
1: Mohammadi has been especially critical of Iran's death penalty laws. She has protested vehemently against the systematic use of torture and sexualized violence against political prisoners, particularly women. This activism was sparked by the tragic death of a Kurdish woman in police custody. These issues have posed a significant challenge to Iran's theocratic establishment, but Mohammadi's resolve has not waned.
0: Her resolve is indeed astounding. Now, this Nobel Peace Prize she has been awarded, what potential
1: implications can this have? The award is not just an international recognition of Mohammadi and her struggles but also sends a powerful message to Iranian leaders about the significance of women's rights and the demand for real democratic reforms. Mohammadi's husband, Taghi Ramahi, believes that the prize would further empower her fight for human rights.
0: What has the reaction been like from her family and those near to her?
1: Her family, who have been separated from her due to her imprisonment, have expressed extreme gratitude for this recognition stating that it brings solace to their suffering they hope that the nobel peace prize will help further realize mohammadi's goals
0: how did the norwegian nobel committee the ones responsible for this award react
1: the committee chaired by barrett Rees anderson praised mohammadi as a woman a human rights advocate and a freedom fighter they expressed hope that iran will release mohammadi so she could attend the award ceremony in december thereby underlining the global recognition of her work and the need to prioritize human rights, particularly for women.
0: This certainly highlights the struggles of justice and equality in the country.
1: Absolutely, Grace. Mohammadi's journey serves as a significant testament to these struggles, even as she continues to face personal hardships in her fight for women's rights, human rights, and freedom in Iran.
0: Thank you for your insights, Ethan, and for bringing this important issue to light.
1: Always happy to contribute, Grace.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the 11 Labs Text-to-Speech API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.